You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It is a Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. It's Crunch Time on the game, Southwest Louisiana sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Matt Miguez here. James Mesh in the booth. The producer, the co-host, the fantasy football loser. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Ooh. Going three and one the first week and being the leading scorer in three of them. And then <laughs> you go to week two and I, I go 0 and 4. Hey, I went 1 and 3, so, man, not much better. But do you know what's even more frustrating? Is in our regular money league, not our crunch time league, just looking at the scoring by itself, I have the second most points scored with 297.08. Dalton is the leader with 297.84. And he's he's one and one. I'm 0 and two. So you scored the second most points in the league and you still haven't won a game. And I haven't won a game yet. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> Imagine averaging 148 and a half. And being a loser. And you're still losing. And being and a loser. you still haven't won. Wow. Buddy, you're gonna have to figure that out. I don't know what to do. <laughs> They're scoring uh, just as good as they can. Oh man. It's for some reason everybody always has like career games against me. I don't know what it is. All right. I guess I just inspire people. So we got a short show today. We're only going to be here till 5:10 because of the Houston Astros, who by the way won the AL West yesterday. So we'll talk with Apollo Dez for to the moon at 4:30. Casual stuff. 7060111 on the game hotline. Here in Acadiana, you can watch us on the simulcast stadium 32.3 and channel 133 on LUS Fiber. You're also going to hear from Brian Kelly and Michael Desermo today. But before we do that, James, there was two games on Monday Night Football last night. And they both weren't that good to watch, unless you're an Eagles and Bills fan. The Bills are scary. They are. But they are also, the Titans... They're well, pretty, the, the they're, Titans aren't very good. No, and that's what I was. That's what I said before the season even started. Was I don't think the Titans are going to do all that good. But now, so here, here's my here's my thought process with this. Okay, watching them play the Rams week one, I was like, man, you know the Bills look really good. However, it's week one. A lot can change. You know, we'll see. No, they got better. Watching them do it again. Oh, dude. Oh, man. They are freaky on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Von, yeah people, um, people want to talk about the fountain of youth. Dude, Von Miller. That dude is reincarnated. Because he, he, he had a good year last year in L.A., but before that, when he was in Denver and they were god-awful those last couple of years he was in Denver, you didn't hear his name much. But he is reincarnated as this stud in Buffalo. Jordan Poyer might be one of the best DBs in the league. Yeah. I mean, they are freaky... You know what? You know the point differential so far through two weeks for them. I don't know that I want to know. Fifty-five. Holy! Wow! They scored seventy-two compared to opposing team seventeen. Seventeen. That's nasty. And it's funny because the only reason that they're second technically in the division right now is because Miami beat New England week right. one. That's the right. only reason they're ahead in the standings. And then the second game. So here's my thing with this one. The Eagles and the Vikings. 
It, it's it's the curse of Kirk Cousins on the on, on primetime. On primetime, he's horrible. He's two and ten. So I knew uh, the Eagles are good, right? I, I'm not I'm not going to discredit that. I, I've I've said from the jump that the Eagles were going to be good this year. My my prediction was Bills Eagles in the Super Bowl. However, I really really thought Minnesota would make it a game, and they did not. No, they did not. Darius Slay lined up against Justin Jefferson last night. Five targets, one catch for, what was it, 12 yards? I think it was what it was. And Slay had two picks. He could have had four. He dropped two of them. He could have had four picks. Nasty. And then Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts might be that dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to say he is. I'm going to say he might be. He might be that dude. He's he's getting it together. Wow. Is all I'm going to say about that. Devontae Smith had a pretty good bounce back game. He did. He didn't record a catch last week. This time he had seven for 80. He did. He got a good fantasy week for whoever has Devontae Smith with 15 points. I had him in one of my leagues. AJ had another solid game himself. I mean, he's spreading the wealth. I needed it's, him it's to do not a little like bit he, more. It's not like he... Wait, who? I needed AJ to do a little bit more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's he's spreading the ball around a good bit. It's it's not like he's only going to like five different people. He he, he got it to eight different receivers. Yep. Like that's, that's Drew Brees-esque. And one, two, three, four, five, six of them had multiple catches. Yeah. Devontae had seven of them. He had a team high, and then you had... Goddard had five. A.J. Brown had five. I mean, it was it was a good overall game, and they were able to run efficiently. Yep. They had, they had two rushing touchdowns by Jalen, and then... They averaged five yards carry. Yeah, just about. No explosive runs. None of them, none of them were super explosive. No, I mean, Jalen Hurts was you were efficient. You were officially moving down the field and moving the chains. But listen, listen to... Jalen Hurts' passing line. 26 of 31 for 333 yards. One touchdown, one interception. But three total touchdowns because he had the two rushes. Right, right. He only had five incompletions. He started off, I think, like 17 of 21. That's disgusting. So the Eagles, solid eighty four percent could could be could be interesting. The yeah. Bills, the Bills, we already knew, we knew that coming in, that they were going to be that team. And then and then guess who Philly plays next week? Ray's Commanders. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Ray, you might not want to watch that one, bud. I'm surprised. I don't I don't wish this upon it, but I'm kind of surprised that what's his name? Carson Wentz has actually played well and he hasn't broken anything. Like a bone? Yeah. Or just or just tear something cuz he does it all the time. <laughs> I don't wish that upon him by any means, but I uh, I'm kind of shocked uh, I thought by now he would he would have hurt something because did he didn't he he had broke like both of his ankles or something last year. You're terrible. It was I was like, how do you do this? You're terrible. Like, I'm off the winch train because I thought he was gonna resurge with Indy last year, but he just always gets injured and he's actually doing well right now. He's a, he's actually because doing pretty he's well. a good quarterback. He's not back to his old self though. I don't no, think. he's not. He's not. He's not. The guy's good. He needs to stay on the field. Well, um, yeah. He needs he needs to stay on the field if he wants to have a chance. I'm, I'm sure he wants to stay on the field. I'm sure he does too, but... I don't know. He may break his weenus. I don't know. <laughs> Poll question of the day. After two games, one of them was a win, but it was still pretty disappointing. Yeah, it was tough those first three quarters. How concerned are you about the Saints? Very... Kinda not super worried, or they'll figure it out. So far, 13.6% say that they'll figure it out. 
54.5% say kind of not super worried, and 32% say very worried. I'm in between the kinda and very. I'm still at I'm still at kinda. Because like obviously you need to have a lot of things right, become is, a lot better. Which is exactly why I haven't gone all the way to very. Yeah. Which is why I'm, I'm not at very either, because I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm there's no there's my, been, my finger's there. Uh my finger's not there, I'm just kind of staring at it. Because my, my finger's ready to pounce on it. There's a lot you need to work on, but there has been good signs. There have, there have. I will, I will give that. Um, it just, no oh, man, stressful. <laughs> stressful. They stress me out. I'm turning into Kevin Foot. This is, this is why I've tried to <clears throat> stay away from that because it's not good for my mental health. I'm, t- I'm turning into Kevin Foot. I can see it. Yeah. You'll you'll be foot within a couple of years. We're going to have two foots on air. Oof. Saturday night. Got two college football games for you. LSU and New Mexico at Tiger Stadium. James will be there. I will. You ready for this, bud? What's up? The spread is LSU minus 31. The over-under is 45 and a half. So they're thinking like a 38-7 game. Solid. Which that's actually. That's legit. That sounds about right. We can can work with that. That sounds about right. Um, And then the Cajuns will travel up I-49 to 165 up to Monroe. They will take on the UL Monroe Warhawks. Cajuns minus nine. With an over-under of 51.5. Now, Monroe is fresh off their 63-7 to butt-kicking by Alabama. This, listen to this. This is how brutal... This is UL Monroe's first three games of the year. Texas, they beat Nichols, and then you played Alabama. Now, in that three weeks, you made a lot of money, but you got yourself beat a lot. I mean, Texas was 52 to 10, and then Alabama was 63 to 7. Good God Almighty. You probably made about $3 million in those two games, but, ooh, man, that's, that's rough. Anyways. Again, Cajuns nine-point favorite. They will kick off at seven o'clock on Saturday night. The Cajuns, I mean, the Tigers will kick off at six thirty from Death Valley. Looking at some top stories, how about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing Cole Beasley? James, your thoughts? Ah, uh, yes, another slot receiver. That's what they. That's what they needed. Yeah. Um. Not. Not. I, I get it. They're, they're sign. It's probably a four quarter rental. They're they're gonna put them in Mike Evans' spot for a game. It's gonna say. But, I mean. I mean. If Julio can't go and Chris Godwin's still not ready, your wide receiver one is Cole is Scotty Miller. But like I said, you're gonna have two slot receivers. As as your as your two starters, you're gonna have to go to Rashad Perriman, which. If you need a if you need a wide receiver rental for a week, I'd probably say go get Brashad Perriman. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, here here's another article that you you ready for this? Tom Brady is not happy about the quote ridiculous suspension given to Bucks receiver Mike Evans. Really. It's ridiculous. Uh, how dare you suspend him? This this is a uh, during his apparently Tom Brady hosts a weekly podcast. I didn't know that, um, but during his weekly podcast, he said, "I think sometimes the emotions get the best of us." I love Mike. The fact that Mike would come out there to defend me means everything in the world to me as a teammate and a friend. 
Mike knows how I feel about him, so in the end, emotions are a part of sports. Sometimes they boil over, and obviously they did Sunday. It's an unfortunate circumstance. I don't think it deserved any type of suspension. I think that's ridiculous. Hopefully we can move past it and get to a better place. What if the roles were flipped? That's what I'm saying. Oh, what Brady, Brady would be calling for a year-long suspension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, why Why is Marshawn only getting a game? He, he attacked Mike right. when, he, when he wasn't looking. It was a coward move. Right. It's weird. No oh, man. That's how it works. Brady Brady needs whatever help he can get. He God he does. Cause like, like I had told you earlier after the show, all the Bucks really need to do is score one offensive touchdown. Their defense is fantastic. But that offense is putrid. And it hasn't been the same since it's bad. Since Antonio Brown said deuces during the middle of a game. It's bad. It's really bad. But anyways, let me tell you about something that's not bad. It's your favorite sports book, BetUS.com, and it's back for its 28th year of NFL action. With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in on all your favorite leagues, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, and more. Also, hundreds of new casino games, including the coolest European slots, with live dealers waiting for you at the tables. You need a sports book with integrity, you need a sports book with longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything from live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, and all kinds of crazy bets. All you got to do is call today at 1-800-79-BET-US. That's 1-800-79-BET-US, and they will walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gives better bonuses than BETUS. Join now and mention KLWB to get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Head to BETUS.com to join today. That's BETUS, where the games begin. Take a timeout right here on... Crunch time on your Tuesday afternoon, and when we return, we'll hear from LSU head football coach Brian Kelly, fresh off their big SEC opener against Mississippi State. Right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers. They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just wash the hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I have better hair. This is a well-known fact. I don't know why we keep bringing it up, James. It's because I do. Oh, my God. I have, I have an even better question for those of you listening. Would you rather get a haircut every two weeks and spend $50 or get a haircut every three months and pay $20? Look. I think, I think that's a better question. It costs money to look this good. It just does. The $20 haircut has died. Doesn't exist anymore. You sure? Tell me where you go get a haircut for 20 bucks. I go to uh, City, Cuts, City Cuts in Youngsville. And it's 20 bucks every time. Yeah. She, she, it's $20 for her, but it since I don't have a beard, it's $20 for a hair and beard trimming. Well, that must her, be nice. Her, her name is Michaela. She's great. That must be nice. Oh, yeah. Because I have... It has been a long time since I got my hair cut for $20. Well, who do you go to? I go to All-American Barbering, Barbering in Broussard. Well, that's your fault. I mean, anywhere you go. Dude, <laughs> I went to Just For Him a couple weeks ago, and it was 35 Like every The $20 haircut has died. Unless, you know, you know a person. And I do. <laughs> God, that's, man, that's so sad. I remember when haircuts used to cost $20. You're feeling real goofy now, huh? Like the expensive haircut was 20 bucks. I know people that pay 70 to go get their haircut. Absolutely wild. Anyways, you know who needs, who doesn't need a haircut? LSU head coach Brian Kelly. 
he, he don't he don't have a whole lot of hair anyway. But anyways, oh my god, you're terrible. Brian Kelly spent some time talking with the media, and he really complimented the great special teams play from the Mississippi State game. Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, you know, the 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 kickoffs are uh, a direct result of the kicks. Um, the the kicks that have been returned um, have been line drives down the middle of the field. That is going to compromise your coverage. We don't have a chance to get off blocks and get properly covered. Um, now, uh, can we get off some blocks and, and make some plays? Absolutely. And we've got to be better there. So this is not all on the kicker. However, um, it does expose you with those types of kicks. Um, as it relates to the fielding of um, the punts, um, we got to coach better. I mean, and I've got to be involved in that and, and make sure that those guys are absolutely clear in terms of they cannot move their heels, you know, past the 10-yard line. So I'll be nice to Brian Kelly. He actually has a decent head of hair. He's just wearing a hat more times than not. Um, but, you know, staying on the Brian Kelly topic, one, one thing that's really – a conversation that's really continued, and I'm just not quite sure why, is the conversation about Jane Daniels. So through three games now, Jaden Daniels has a QBR of 82.1, which is 17th in the country. He's thrown for 556 yards, six touchdowns, and no interceptions. Why is there still a conversation that he is not the guy to lead this team? But Brian Kelly did mention that Jaden Daniels is a great player to coach, and then he takes conversations, especially correctional conversations, very well. I love coaching somebody that is open to the dialogue uh, during the game. You can have conversations with him during the game, and he can make the corrections uh, in game. Some can't, and so you just don't even try to do those things. But you know, Coach Sloan is is talking much more conceptual I'm trying to deal with some technical things you know on the sideline because sometimes I don't have the big conceptual picture from the sideline you know he's handling both ends of that you know where you know uh, coach Sloan is talking about some concepts and some some different looks and I'm trying to really focus on some specific things and I think that that's worked out pretty good and he handles both of those conversations really well. Another thing Brian Kelly spent time on is keeping the players healthy and keeping their strength up, strength and conditioning becoming a, a huge factor in the world of college football and just you know keeping athletes healthy, stronger, and better throughout the season. Yeah, I think you know it's it's how you practice. Um, we don't condition during practice or after practice, so it's it's a matter of you know managing the practice structure itself that you are getting your team to a workload that the games become easier. And then you start to see that in the, in the third and fourth quarter where you can wear down your opponents. You know, we're weight training during the season, and it's not a maintenance program. It's a program that, you know, we're not putting our guys in a compromising position where they've got too much weight on the bar, but, you know, we're being powerful with, with our weight training and, and really intentional about, you know, trying to get our guys stronger during the season. So we want to continue to add strength. We want to continue to condition our players, but also with an eye towards, you know, making sure that their workload is such that um, they can be their best on Saturday. Once again, LSU getting that win 31-16 to over Mississippi State. They will host New Mexico on Saturday before they open SEC play against, well, continue SEC play, should I say, against Auburn. Looking at the poll question of the day, Ton chimes in, says it's been two games with a new staff and several new players. They'll figure it out, but this may be a fewer wins than normal season. That's okay, though. We're so used to success that any failure instantly, the sky is falling, woe is us reactions. Let them have time to figure it out. And I understand it looks bleak and Jameis looked bad, but come on, relax, drink an adult beverage, and let them figure things out. Thank you. It's early. Thank you, Ton. 
It's early. I'll, I'll admit that. It's early. However, if that continues, because you, you hit on it yesterday, the Saints did not have a fortunate draw with this schedule. No. You the, open the, middle, the season with three divisional games. You open with three divisional games, and then that middle part of the season, that's a gauntlet. And then the end of the season, you got the Browns, who have Deshaun back. You got Philly, who is looking like a Super Bowl continue and has your has had your number the last three years. And then you got to you got to finish up in two of those last four games with divisional games. And so, with these first three games being against the other three teams in your division, you really can't afford to look as bad as you have. To me, this next one is more important than the Vikings game. Absolutely, because you need you need to start off two and one in your division. Absolutely, you want to have a good chance of being in the playoffs and have a depending on how it all goes, have a good chance of winning the division, depending on how the Bucks fall you, or rise. If you lose to Carolina and you're one and two after going around the division a full time, I might be pressing the panic button. I'm still not, but I, I would be looking at it still. That... That would concern me greatly if you start the season one and two in the division. But here's the here's the thing. They've done this a good bit where the Saints usually have slow starts. That's their whole MO. Whether Sean was there or not, they usually have slow starts in September. October is their money is their money part of the draft. That's where they absolutely turn up. They usually go at worst three and one throughout the whole month so i think they have five games in the month of october so uh i would think that by that point they'll have figured things out a little more and i feel like even though it's going to be a gauntlet four and one seems like something that should happen or could happen we'll see the first two games have shown me nothing to believe that the saints could go four and one at any stretch in the schedule but that's the same conversation we have every year. Yeah, they play five games. Yep. They play Minnesota, Seattle, Seattle Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They have the Cardinals on a Thursday game, and then they have Monday Night Football against the Raiders. Yep. Which, if we're going to have this be the end-all, be-all of looking at the first two weeks and have that be, that's how the season's going to go. Well, if that's the case, Seattle is meh. The Bengals are 0-2. The Cardinals, it took an overtime win over the Raiders to get the win after being crushed the first week, and then the Raiders are 0-2 as well. So it's like, if that's how we're going to look at it all, this doesn't look like the worst thing ever. We'll see. We will see. I Again, just what I've, what I've seen so far, I have no reason to have any confidence and, and what this team is going to be able to do down the stretch. Time's running out for you to score tickets to see the Houston Astros live in person. Register in the Game Rewards Club to win four tickets to see Houston take on Tampa Bay Saturday, October 1st. And we'll even throw in a tour of Minute Maid Park and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Guys, this contest ends tomorrow. This is the last Astros weekend getaway of the regular season. And Astros weekend getaways are powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian Houston Downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We'll take a time out when we return. Apollo Dez of Apollo HOU joins us for To the Moon Tuesdays right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Fly me to the moon. Driven deep to left center field. Garner is going back. Looking up. See you later. See you later. Astros headed back to the World Series. Minkas and Nash are ready to launch into all things Houston Astros. Here is To the Moon on Crunch Time with Minkas and Mesh. Dez, what's up, bud? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. So looking at last night, you know, 4 nothing win over the Rays. Jose Altuve gets a, a leadoff homer. Bregman, Alvarez contribute as well. And you get a good outing from Luis Garcia uh, f- to start the season 1-0 and against the Rays. You're going to play them five more times in the next two weeks. What do you think about the, this series? 
Yeah, I think it's a, a series that's kind of a playoff preview, right? Um, and on, on the Astros side, I think not giving them a lot of views and looks of our guys. I think moving Framber up from the Monday start to the Sunday start was kind of the game within the game. And um, from from here on out, I'm expecting to see some good baseball. Now, you know, we talked about the Rays kind of being a playoff preview. 82-65, they looked like they could snag a wild card spot. And then, you know, obviously the Astros clinching the West yesterday, 97-51 and 51 on the year. You know, if this is a, a playoff matchup in the ALDS, rate, you know, what are the Astros' chances? Yeah, I think pretty good. Um, I mean, obviously the Rays are a really good squad, and at the end of the day, the, the Astros are going to have to play and, and not beat themselves. I mean, Tyler Glass now is coming back. Uh, that's a big arm for them, but uh, I still give the Astros chances in the American League uh, over everyone, really. The Astros, like like I said, they clinched their fifth AL West title in the last six years last night. It's the franchise's 11th division title. You know, just reading, hearing that over and over again, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on this team? It's wild. I mean, the, the golden age is, is, is still here. I, I, there's a lot of people that said the window was closed, but uh, this team's built built to last, and I think the window's open until at least 2025, 2026. But always winning the division, uh, it's it's been easy over the last few years, but I, I think Verlander said it the most. Like, you can't have a team like this, and you can't have – uh, all these things that happen and take it for take it for granted. So I'm glad they got to enjoy it last night. And uh, by the celebration and the lineup that's out today, uh, it looks like they uh, they parted well hard. Yeah, and no no question about it. Luis Garcia had a good outing last night. Five innings, scoreless baseball. You know, throwing him in a, a rotation that's you know Framber and Verlander or Keaty's had some good moments. And then you know Christian Javier, Lance McCullers Jr. I mean, this rotation is easily one of the best in baseball. How does that set you up for the postseason? Yeah, I really hope they go back to the 2017 um, formula of doing the tandem starts because with the bullpen the way it is and, and you have a Justin Verlander and then you follow it up with a Javier, whatever, however they're going to slice and dice it, um, I think it's, it, it makes games shorter. And um, Pitching wins in October, and I think the Astros are set up. They have a plethora of weapons. Hunter Brown is a, a legitimate dude, and uh, he looks like he's going to come out of the pen and throw 100 miles an hour. That's, that's going to be awesome. So, uh, all in all, pitching pitching wins championships, and the Astros are in a good spot. Yeah, I was just about to hit on that. You know, the, the pitching rotation is so deep. They they bring in Hunter Brown, one of their top prospects, and now he's in the bullpen. But it seems like he's doing well in that bullpen role. Yeah, he came in throwing some gas, and, and when you have a slider at 95, um, baseball baseball's a little easy. So it, it's it's incredible to see this guy come up and and be the guy that we thought he could be. And um, once we see him in the postseason, I think it's going to be his coming out part into the rest of the league and, and all the fans at least. Jordan Alvarez out of the lineup today. Uh, Dusty Baker said it was just a, a day off. Uh, maybe partied a little too too much last night. Um, overall, health wise, where do you think he is? I think he's in a good spot. I mean, he won Player of the Week, and obviously, I think his OPS was like over one point six. It was just something dumb. He had six home runs. Um, he's back, and I think the hands are healthy. He should get some maintenance days off. I think a lot of guys should get some maintenance days off. So um, it's. It's good that we won the division so early, but also just to get everyone healthy into October when the LDS rolls around is the name of the game here. Chatting with Apollo Dez of Apollo HOU for To The Moon Tuesdays. Looking around the league, you know, you talked about the Rays, the Guardians, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, even the Mariners really seem like the teams to watch in the American League here in the 2022 postseason. Yeah, it's... Uh, I think... I think the big thing is just Houston just can't beat themselves. Uh, I know whoever's going to line up, and it's kind of been all year, I think, that this team is is built for October, and Jeff Lunau and now Click taking over. It's just uh, I think we're spoiled as a fan base. I don't I don't think any of us are truly appreciating how great 
of baseball we're, we're witnessing. I, I think the Vegas line was over under 92 wins to start this season, and we're, we screened past that. I, I mean, we're going to be flirting with the, the record from 2019. So um, as a baseball fan, it's just been it's been great to see. Where do you rank this team among the the best in, in Astros history? I mean, you talked about 2019, obviously 2017 winning a World Series. 2005 went to a World Series. You know, where do you rank this team? Yeah, I think I think the big thing is is winning a championship, right? So I have a 17 team there. 19 is probably arguably one of the best teams of all time, uh, and they didn't win it. So I, I think I think this team has a chance to be the best Astros team when they actually bring home a World Series this year. Looking at the manager Dusty Baker, he's he's well known as a players' coach, and it seems like the Astros players really gravitate towards him. Uh, the the biggest flaw in his career, though, is that he's never won a World Series. Can he break through and get it done this year? Uh, yes, I, I I honestly think this is it's his time uh, to put the cherry on top of his of his Hall of Fame career, um, and, and this is the opportunity for for Dusty Baker couple more you know the Astros have a seven game lead over the Yankees for the American League really holding on to that home field spot you know what what's the formula down the stretch here in the last two and a half weeks of the regular season to to keep a hold of that spot I think just play their game uh it's it's kind of caked in with this this lead they have and plus the head-to-head matchup but um I think they just keep playing baseball, and obviously they, the Rays, like you said, they, they have them five more times. Uh, the Rays are fighting for a playoff spot, so they're going to be throwing out uh, everyone. I think that's good for the Astros because I think we're going to play the Rays in the DS, and that means we've seen all their high-leverage arms, and, and we've seen uh, everything. And, and you give this R&D department all that data, uh, we're going to have a really solid game plan. So I think the one seed's kind of inevitable, but I think it's also great that the potential – Team we're playing is going to have to go for it, and so that only makes the Astros better. Uh, come October. Looking at the matchup for tonight, Christian Javier against Shane McClanahan. McClanahan's having a pretty solid year, twelve and five, with a two point one three ERA and one hundred and eighty seven strikeouts. You know, what are your what are your thoughts on this matchup? And then lineup wise for the Astros, how do they fare against Shane McClanahan? Yeah, I mean Shane's Shane is. Uh, Pretty dang good, and I'm glad they're asking to get at bats for him. Just like I said, getting the data. But uh, a, a game after clinching and all that champagne and all that bud heavy they were drinking, um, I don't. I don't think it's uh, the the right night to bet on the Astros. No, no, no doubt about <laughs> it. Um, the Astros first pitch at 5:40, and you can hear it right here on the game. Apollo Des of Apollo H O U joining us for To the Moon Tuesday. Des appreciate you each and every week, bud. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Thanks, bro. Tune in next week for another edition of To the Moon here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. A recent survey discovered that game listeners prefer our station over watching a mandated webinar at work. Oh, thank you, everyone, for coming to this exciting meeting today to discuss... Take that! Productivity in the workplace. This is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Guys, if you need a tuxedo... A suit, Southern Marsh, whatever. Suit Up is the place for you. Fashion tuxedos, suits for all occasions. They have wedding party specials, basic sportswear from a blazer to slacks, whatever you may need. Professional service, they're going to measure you every time to make sure it's a perfect fit. You got three locations, Lafayette on Ambassador Caffrey, New Iberia on Admiral Doyle, and in Lake Charles on Prion Lake Road across from the Prion Lake Mall. Homecoming, prom, all that's coming up, whether it's you or your kids, whatever it may be, go to Suit Up. Tell them you guys have mesh sent you. They're going to get you hooked up. All right now they're running a promotion, two suits for $350. So, again, Suit Up, three locations, Lafayette, New Iberia, Lake Charles. Go tell them you guys have mesh sent you. You will not be disappointed. 52 after the hour. Well, almost 52 after the hour. James, I've got five MLB records right here. 
I'm going to read them out to you. You tell me if they're ever going to be broken again. Okay. Cy Young pitched 749 complete games in his career. Oh. that ever get broken? So, on average, a, a a regular starting pitcher plays about 20 games? 25? Yeah. But complete games. Yeah. Com- you pitched all nine innings. <laughs> I, I don't see it. No. No shot. I don't see it at all. No shot. How about Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina? 325 starts as a pitcher-catcher battery. They were a pitcher and catcher? So they, Wayne, oh, they, they, Wayne they played together right. 325 they, times. 325 times. Wow. That, 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 that never I, gets broken. That's tough because there's so much movement nowadays that the yeah. same pitcher and catcher playing yeah. together. They started together 325 times. What's the next closest? I don't know. I wouldn't even know. It, do you feel? It, I kind of feel like it's one of those Jerry Rice records where it's like, here's the, the tandem, and then here's everyone else. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and absolutely. then it gets even lower after that. How about Joe DiMaggio, who went on a 56-game hitting streak? He recorded hitting 56 straight games. Wow. I think the closest I've seen to that is 28. I was going to say, it's like I feel like the best you can do currently would be like 28, like half of that at most. If we're getting crazy, someone may get to in the 40s, but I, I'm not too sure that you can get up to 56 yeah. and, and get to 57 to break that. Right. Uh, right. I can't. Oh, that's tough. I don't think I can see that unless you've got Jesus Christ reincarnated. Right. Well, Shohei, how about Shohei Otani? So Shohei Otani is a different breed because he's a two-way player. You, yeah. don't, you don't see many two-way players anymore. Shohei Otani's unbreakable record is 10-plus wins and 30-plus homers in the same season. That's going to be tough since, like you said, there aren't many of those two-way players anymore, but I feel like that one would be like maybe the most realistic of the yeah. four. Yeah. And then the the according to this analyst, the most unbreakable record is the all time home run record. Barry Bonds at seven hundred and sixty two. And right now, Pujols is at six ninety eight. Yeah, but Pujols is retiring at the end of the year. Yeah, so so he's not going to get there. God, I, I want him to get to seven hundred so bad. He's still got twenty games. About fifteen, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, about fifteen. You only need two more. He. He, I think I think he can get there. I think he can get there too. I think he's got a chance. Uh, I want him to get there so bad. He would be the only the fourth player in baseball history to get to that seven hundred mark. Seven hundred mark. It was uh, Barry Bonds, yeah, Hank Aaron, Babe, and then um, Pujols. I remember seeing that controversy of Pujols, where it's like he's not the age that he says he is. Yeah, that. That's crap. That whole thing was crap. But I mean, again, could could you imagine being in in that company? Is just no. Oh, it's it's very elite company. It's a it's a four man club. Are you kidding me? Nuts. So yeah, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. Yeah, that's your Bulls would be the fourth. Only four players in the history of baseball have hit seven hundred home runs. That is absurd. Our number one is all but wrapped up. A couple more minutes. Our number two, we're only going to be with you for about eight minutes before we send you to the Leaning Tower of Orange Juice, a.k.a. Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida. You, you, you laugh, James. Look, look up an outside picture of Tropicana Field. That, that sucker's tilting. A little bit. It's uh, I think the Rays are trying hard to get out of there. It is it is not a a, a suitable stadium any any longer. Again, Christian Javier nine and nine on the year. He'll go up against Shane McClanahan, who has a twelve and five record. Who designed this? Yeah, it's bad. Who it's designed bad. this thing? The the trop is what they call it. So I'm guessing with the tilted downside, that's where. First, that's where home plate is. That way, 
as the ball elevates. Correct. That's that's a stupid design in my opinion, but okay. Oh, it's 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 incredibly stupid. It's it's incredible. Yeah. So that that down slope, that's home plate. And it just sails. <laughs> that's uh that's yeah. rough. It's it's an eyesore to to say the least. And I mean, it's just not I don't know, it's not a good stadium. It's it's just not good. Anyways, take a time out. Hour number one, come and gone. After this top of the hour sports update, we'll come back and give you a quick rundown of the Astros and Rays, and we'll send you to Tampa Bay with Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Eight minutes left in today's episode of Crunch Time here on the game. Southwest Louisiana sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Matt Miguez, James Mesh. All right, James, I've got a, a record that probably won't be broken. Got another one? Yeah, courtesy of our of our legendary boss, Mr. Chuck Wood. Ooh. What you got? Denny McClain was a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. He was a league MVP. He was a three-time All-Star. He was a two-time Cy Young winner and went to the 1968 World Series. So in the years 1968-1969 were his two best years. He won back-to-back Cy Youngs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll start with 1969. In 33 appearances... He went 24-9. Fantastic year. Had a 2.80 ERA. However, 1968 is the year that will probably never be broken. The man pitched 336 innings, had a ERA of 1.96, and his win-loss record was 31-6. and 31 wins. 37 games played, 31 wins. And and we had talked about that in the last segment of the of the last hour. Most most pitchers that play a bunch in the rotation, they play roughly twenty to twenty five games. Yeah, he started. So yeah, uh, he started forty one games, had four no decisions, thirty one wins, six losses. That's a winning percentage of eighty three point eight percent. That's a that's a good one. Nobody has hit thirty wins since. I can't tell you the last time a pitcher hit 20 wins. Right now, Verlander's at he's close. 16 wins. He's close. He's, he's either at 16 or 17. But. No, I mean, I, 20 wins has happened. I'm not saying that I, I know that it has in, in, recent, in recent years. 17 and 3, yeah. Yeah, Verlander's, Verlander's up there. It, it's 31 wins. Is is just absolutely insane to me. The last guy to win twenty games was Garrett Cole in twenty twenty with Houston. in In the twenty nineteen season, both Verlander and Cole. Verlander had twenty one wins. Cole had twenty. You had two pitchers in Houston go twenty plus that season. That is insane to think about. And that team didn't win a World Series. Mind you. That's insane. Anyways, going back to the Houston Astros, 97-51 and there on the road. In Tampa Bay, they'll take on the Rays, like we talked about earlier. Christian Javier on the bump, 9-9, and 2.87 ERA. Shane McClanahan, 12-5 with a 2.13 ERA. This is going to be a fun game. You know, last night the offense came alive for Houston. The offense usually plays pretty well when Christian Javier's on the bump. I'm interested to see how these hitters attack Shane McClanahan because, like Des said, this could very well be the ALDS matchup for the Astros. So Altuve leading off, Pena hitting second, Bregman hitting third, Tucker fourth. 
I'm interested to see how those guys, and even you looking down the bottom of the lineup, Yuli Gurriel, Trey Mancini, Mauricio Dubon, I'm interested to see how these guys attack Shane McClanahan and get him rattled to where he doesn't want to step foot on the mound in three weeks in the ALDS. You know, you you got to make this guy fear you. So I'm interested to see how the Astros plan on doing that. Also, you know, looking more towards tomorrow and, and later in the week, James, we're going to have to make some picks on some very, very interesting college football games coming up this weekend. I mean, LSU, they've they've got a... I don't want to say an easy one, but they've they've got a pretty easy one uh, with New Mexico. But you know, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson, Wake Forest, even Baylor, Iowa State could be a good game. Go a little bit further down the schedule, TCU, SMU could be entertaining. Um, again, I touched on Florida, Tennessee already. Oregon, Washington State. If you're a Pac-12 fan, that game could be entertaining. You know, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Wisconsin, Ohio State. Arkansas, A&M. Southern Miss, Tulane. Tulane. That was a big win at Kansas State on Saturday. So how can they? How can they follow that up? That'll be interesting. You talked about Wisconsin, Ohio State. Uh, I, I don't think that's really a close game, but we'll see. Uh, Vanderbilt, Alabama. If you want to watch an ass kicking, you know you can you can tune that one on. Uh, USC, Oregon State, Pac-12 after dark. That game is going to be interesting because USC has a lot of firepower, and people are wondering how you know how well they can put it all together. Oregon State's on a tear. They're three and zero, and they've played some good teams. I'm interested to look at, at that game. And our boy, Brendan Ertl, I think he goes to those. Yeah, he, he goes to Oregon State. Yeah. He's uh, the video coordinator for their football team. Uh, so, And that's a, that's a game in Corvallis. So he doesn't have to go very far. I'm interested to see how that game goes. That would be uh, that, that's an interesting matchup for sure. Wyoming-BYU is another late-night one. But then, you know, and we're not going to look too far ahead, but if you look at week five, you got some doozies in week five. How about Alabama-Arkansas? That game is going to ruffle some feathers in the SEC. That one's going to be fun. That's going to do it for Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on this Tuesday. I want to thank Apollo Dez of Apollo HOU for joining us for To the Moon. For James Mesh, I'm Matt Miguez. Be safe, be well, hug your mom and them. We'll see you tomorrow for a hump day edition of Crunch Time right here on the game. It's 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Let's send it to Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks right here on the game.